Aiden Coleman, and welcome to We Don't Owe You Shit. All right, so this week's episode, um, I'm by myself. I know y'all enjoyed that episode with Z-Ray, and I promise you, promise you, promise you, we have some things that are going to be in the works that I know that you guys are going to love if you love that episode. Uh, major shout out to Z-Ray for not only coming to my podcast, but for his podcast. I love people who are willing to touch on topics that other people may see as taboo uh, that allow me to be and feel seen. So if you haven't checked out Z-Ray's podcast episode with me on it, I suggest you do so. Now I'm talking about Nam Tamma, sorry, Nam Tamma podcast. If you navigate to my page, you'll find him. And if you find once you find him, you can find his podcast. I know that's a lot, but I don't just have the link memorized off the top of my head. So if you really want to go see it, and if you really fuck with me, then you're going to go see it. It's simple as that. I didn't even have to go off like that. That was so unnecessary. I'm sorry. Okay. So. The reason why I brought up his podcast in the first place is because there was a topic that I noticed that a lot of people were interested in, and that was me dating as a gay black trans man. So that's what we're going to talk about today, dating. Now, first of all, I want to point out that this is not a debate about my sexuality. My sexuality is not up for debate. It's not something that you can tell me what I am and what I'm not. I am a gay man. Full stop. If you think that I am somehow not a gay man because I'm a trans man, I suggest that you unpack the reasons why that is. I'm going to give you a hint. It's probably because you don't really see me as a man. If you thinking, if you're thinking that I'm somehow not gay because of how you assume I have sex, what you assume is between my legs, if you feel like a gay man having sex with a trans man who is pre-op, meaning not had bottom surgery or top surgery for that matter, is somehow less gay because of the body parts involved. That's something that I need for you to unpack within yourself. And it's not something I'm going to spend very much time explaining because I feel like I can explain that till I'm blue in the face. But what I've learned is that people who are determined to misunderstand will do just that. And I'm not in the habit of speaking to brick walls or repeating myself, hoping to get a different answer from someone who was determined to misunderstand me. I don't know why I feel the need to point this out, but just for the sake of my sanity, I just want everybody to know, not all trans men are gay. Not all trans men are straight. Trans men have just as many sexualities as every other group of people because we're human beings. I know, shocker, right? It's, it's so crazy to believe that we're not this monolith of people and we don't all like the same thing and have the same goals, but that's actually what it is. We're actually individuals and human beings, believe it or not. I get it. Some people aren't ready for that truth, but that, that's what it is. Okay, so let's start Let's start at the very beginning. If you've never watched Sound of Music, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, 
Um, so as far as sexuality goes, people always ask me, so was there ever a time when you dated women and you liked women? Yes, there was. There was a time in my life where I actually identified as a lesbian. I actually dated women for 10 years. Um, excuse me. I dated women for 10 years. It's hard for people to understand that I dated women because I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. That's why I dated women. I dated women because I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. Um, I knew that I was on the more masculine side. I knew that I was more comfortable being masculine presenting. I did not know that being trans was a thing. I did not know that I was trans. All I knew was how I was most comfortable and what felt good for me. And so when I saw masculine lesbians in my brain, that's who I was. And what went along with being a masculine lesbian? Dating women. So I dated women. Did I feel forced? Did I feel coerced? Did I feel like there was anything else I was supposed to be doing in that time? No. For a long time, I was very comfortable just dating women. I will be honest and say that I was one of those studs who dabbled with the men on Craigslist. Casual encounters. Judge your mammy. I was DL. Like what? I just needed, you know, a little quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and go about your business. <laughs> if any of my ex-girlfriends are watching this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so the other question I get is, am I still attracted to women? And the answer is yes, I am still attracted to women. But being attracted to women doesn't mean that I want to date them. I don't see myself being in a relationship with a woman. Um... It's just not something that's for me. Um, it doesn't resonate in my spirit. I think what a lot of people miss is how sexuality is fluid. And we don't all just know who we are. And the reason why that is, is because we forget that social influence exists. And there's so many different factors that can confuse you or deter you from being who you are. Uh, for example, growing up in a homophobic house, which I did. Growing up strictly Christian where they're taught um, that homosexuality, so homosexuality is wrong, which I was. Um, cultural things. I'm Jamaican. You know what I mean? Like, come on. We know how Jamaicans can be. So it was a lot more acceptable or accepted when I came out as lesbian than when I came out as trans. Then when I came out as gay, as in liking men, everybody was super happy, but everybody was only super happy because they thought they still saw me as a girl. And so they thought of it as a heterosexual relationship until they met the people that I was dating. And they were like, oh, this man is really gay because these men are gay. <laughs> these men are not straight at all. So yeah, figuring out my sexuality was difficult for me. Um, when I was a child, I was told who I had to be. Uh, my mother was very strict, uh, also very abusive, which I'll talk about more at some other point and also in my book that I'm writing. Um, I also was in a very religious household. We were Seventh-day Adventist Christians, and that meant that 
the girls couldn't shave their legs and they had to wear skirts below their knees and be very modest and all of that stuff. And I was always a tomboy. I know that's always the story, but anybody who knew me then will tell you I was always a tomboy. I always preferred sports over everything else. Always preferred cars and footballs and video games over baby dolls and doing hair. I was awkward as hell in a dress. I didn't look right in a dress. I didn't like getting my hair done. I hated it. I didn't want my hair done. I, it just wasn't, I just wasn't your girly girl. Now, does that mean that every tomboy is a trans man? Of course not. But in my household, if you were a girl, you needed to act as such and dress as such. And there were these very strict stipulations on you. Um, and I was told that if I ever came out as anything but straight, I was literally told this, that I would be basically spitting in God's face and my, that I would be disowned. So it was very difficult for me to come to terms with my sexuality and also uh, my gender identity. Um, also, you know, society was telling me that I needed to be a masculine woman and nothing more. Like being a masculine w woman should have been sufficient enough for me. You know, I'm a masculine woman and, you know, you date women. That's as far as it goes. And I even remember my father saying to me, like, after a little while of me being out as a lesbian, my father just being like, you know, I can deal with you being a lesbian just as long as you're not trying to be a man. And every time he said that to me, it was kind of a blow to me because I was like, damn, like, does that mean that I'm going to lose my dad if I am who I am? <laughs> and I never really cared about my mother because we're no contact and have been since 2014. Um, but... 2014? Yeah, 2014. Um, but my father, um, I was really sad about. And it, it, it held me back for a really long time from being who I wanted to be. But then speaking on the masculine woman side or a stud, which is a black masculine woman, um, masculine women aren't allowed to date men. And when they do, there's so much scrutiny. I mean, you see what happens whenever a masculine woman is even pregnant, even if that pregnancy is through IVF, even if she's carrying the baby for her wife. Everybody's like, well, why, Mr. Sir, Mr. Stud? And it's so crazy, the irony of how they will acknowledge studs as men quicker than they will acknowledge trans men. But that's a whole nother conversation. Um, the other flip side to that is I didn't want to date men being perceived as a woman. That was super uncomfortable for me. That's not the dynamic of relationship that I saw in my head, if that makes sense. It made me so uncomfortable and it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. And the truth is, if I never would have transitioned, like if I never had um, learned about being trans or learned about transitioning or transitioning wasn't an option for me or being trans wasn't an option for me, I never would have felt comfortable enough to date men or even to explore dating men. Um, but I want to point out that I did not transition with the intention of dating men or anyone. I didn't, it, I didn't, wasn't even thinking about dating 
dating was over here, transitioning was over here. You know, they were two completely separate entities. So I was figuring out my gender identity while simultaneously exploring and figuring out my sexuality. And yes, there are intersections that happen there, but one um, didn't determine the other, if that makes sense. So when I first began my, my transition, I'd still dated women. Shout out to my exes. Hey, uh, I still dated women for a minute. And I remember when I was with the last woman that I actually dated. Um, and I started realizing that my sexuality was what my sexuality was. You know, I'm always a very honest person in relationships. And I went to her and I was like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling this attraction to men that is really becoming very um, prevalent. And it's something that I really want to explore. And she wasn't really interested in me leaving. She didn't want to break up. So her whole thing is she thought that it was sex. She thought it was sex based. She thought that all I wanted from men was to have sex. And probably because I was on testosterone or something to that effect. And I was like, no, that's not it. I really want to explore like a relationship with a man if it gets there or whatever the case may be. Um, so she wasn't happy about that. And truth be told, I was living in Atlanta at the time. I did start my transition in Atlanta. And I was living in Atlanta at the time. And I was going to go visit my mother in Philly. And I packed a bag. I was supposed to be gone for a week. And I packed and moved to Philly and stayed in Philly for nine years. So that's how that went. Sorry about that. Um... I was dating women because 12 years ago, man, 14 years ago, there was no such thing as gay black trans men. Like that wasn't a thing. You weren't a man for real if you weren't a straight man, if you weren't dating women, you know, and when I came out as gay, because my motto is I didn't step out of one box to step into another, I got so much pushback, so much backlash from within the community. Trans men, there were trans men who literally wanted to fight me. I was threatened to be jumped by a group of trans men because I was gay. They never knew me, never met me, never exchanged words with me, but wanted to fight me. I was in the ballroom scene, and every time I went to go walk my category, I got chopped from the back of the runway because I was gay. And because me being gay meant that I wasn't a man, apparently. That's what it was like. I got more pushback from within my community, especially from other trans men, than anywhere else. Then there were the trans women who were just bashing me because they couldn't understand that I would be trans and not open to dating them as women, even though they had the same thing I like, referring to penis. It was so layered and crazy. Um, 
And it was hard for me because I had just gotten to a space where I was comfortable with who I saw in the mirror and my gender expression enough to want to explore my sexuality and actually feel comfort in the my intimate spaces. Um, and then to have all of these outsized forces telling me that I'm not valid, it was very difficult for me. Uh, but I've always been a pretty strong person and I wasn't going to let anybody sway me. If anything, it made me want to kind of show out even more. Like I remember one year at Pride at Philly, I wore a tank top. I made one and said, sorry, ladies, I suck dick. Like it made me want to be even more out there because it was the fact that people thought that they could scare me away from being who I was. And it was the fact that a lot of that came from the trans community. And we already know what that feels like. I just couldn't understand why people were like that towards me. Um, so a lot of people ask me, like, what was it? What was it like? Like, what was it like dating men back then? It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I remember so many times just connecting with people, connecting with people. Back then, 10, 12 years ago, I didn't just come out of the gate and say, hey, I'm trans. I never lied about who I was. I never, you know, put up any front that made it seem like maybe I was a cisgender man or anything like that. I would just be having conversation with people, flirting with them, yada, yada, yada. And if they expressed any interest, immediately I would say something along the lines of, so what do you, how do you feel about me being trans? And I came up with that w reaction or that, that form of, of asking the question because I didn't, being trans isn't a bad thing. So I didn't want to be like, oh, I have something to tell you and I hope it doesn't change anything. Are you ready? And like making it seem like me being trans was somehow this horrible, horrible thing that was happening to them. I would just be like very casually, so how do you feel about me being trans? And that would always catch them off guard because they didn't know. And before me telling them, telling them that I was trans, they would always talk about how handsome I was and how different I was and how I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't like other men. And they would be basically like melting, ready to get down on hands and knees and, and, and ask me for my hand. And then as soon as they found out that I was trans, suddenly they would ghost me. Um, they would just want to be friends and then ghost me. It was a lot of ghosting. Um, or on the flip side, wanting to, the conversation went from, you know, we could potentially date to when are we fucking and only when are we fucking like that? I, I became, I immediately became an experiment. Um, so it was very, very uncomfortable and very difficult um, to navigate, especially being that it was really just me out here, you know, like it was just me. Um, people hadn't really heard of gay um, trans men. And to this day, I still get asked all the time, so do you date women too? And I'm like, why is that a question? Do you ask that of all gay men or just trans men? Because you assume that we must inherently like women. A very strange question to ask. Um, so when, as time progressed, you know, and as you can see from today, so many black, gay, bi, pan, queer, um, 
whatever trans men exist. And I'm saying this with a smile because I love to see it. Um, and a, there's, there's a far less backlash that is received from being a gay trans man. There's still, tra- there's still um, backlash though. Don't ever get it twisted. There's so many more. And also there's so many more cisgender gay men who are opening themselves up to dating trans men. Um, however, it's like a double-edged sword. So like a cisgender gay man will hear a story about maybe um, a sexual encounter that another gay man had with a transgender man. And now that cisgender, gay, that cisgender man wants to try a trans man as though we are like these experiments, as though we're like these sex toys that can, you can just go pick up and give a go. And if you don't like it, just toss it aside, put it in the back of the closet, whatever the case may be. Um, there's a lot of fetishizing that happens. Um, it's harder to be approached like, hey, let's go on a date. It's harder to be approached and not be seen as a walking, talking bonus hole, you know? Um, and I'm not saying all men are like that. I'm not, I'm not saying all cisgender men are like that. Um, but I am saying that a lot of them are. And I know a lot of trans men that mirror my experience. And to be clear, I say cisgender men, but there are a lot of trans men that are like that too. And people are like, what? Yes, there are a lot of trans men that fetishize other trans men um, that use them as like their way of being DL. They'll have like a wife, but like to fuck trans men on the side or, you know, use trans men for sex so that it feels less gay. Uh, because they're exploring their sexuality. I've been through a lot. My, I, you know, my experiences have been a plenty and uh, over my, my over a decade of dealing with men. Um, the other part of it is, is that being a trans man, we're often fetishized for not only sex, but for carrying a gay man's babies. Because a lot of gay men feel like they never had the opportunity to have a baby because to be clear, gay men for the most part are not interested in dating or, or having sex with cisgender women. A lot of people start questioning gay men's uh, sexuality when they're dating a trans man or, or, or having sex with a trans man because all they're thinking is vagina and they think vagina equals woman. But for gay men, we're just men with an extra hole but also that has the ability to carry children. So what I've experienced and what I've seen happen is there will be a lot of gay men who, for any other reason, probably wouldn't date a trans man, right? But the the, um, availability, the opportunity to possibly have a child would open that option up. So it's basically a prerequisite for them for you to want to carry a child for them. I've had plenty of people stop talking to me because I adamantly said, I'm not having a kid for you. I don't know why people act like having a kid is this easy thing to do. And I don't know why most of these people 
who don't have a pot to piss in or a window to, to throw it out of think that they can even afford a baby, think that they even deserve to have a baby. There's just so many layers that go along with that. Like, and they really want you to like have this baby and just hand it over to them. And you don't even have to be in their life. What? You, I, I, I have stories for days, y'all. Like it's, it's absolutely nuts. Um, so why haven't my relationships been successful? Is it because I date gay men and gay men will never truly be with a trans man? No. My relationships haven't been successful for the very same reasons that most people's relationships aren't successful. Maybe you weren't meant to be with that person. Maybe the relationship was toxic for other reasons. Maybe you grew apart. Um, maybe it was just a you were a fling or maybe you were only supposed to be friends to begin with and you tried a relationship and that didn't work out. There's so many different reasons why my relationships haven't worked out. I've never been broken up with or had a relation a relationship end because I was trans ever, not ever, not ever. So it's really strange how people are be like, yeah, and that's why you can't keep a man because gay men don't really like you. Well, my inbox says otherwise, but sure, go off. Um, but that actually brings me into my next topic. And it's the amount of transphobia a lot of us trans men um, experience in relationships. And now I'm not just speaking about gay trans men. I'm not this has nothing to do with sexuality. I've spoken to so many trans men, trans men who date cisgender women, who date cisgender men, who date other trans people who've experienced transphobia in relationships and don't recognize that that transphobia is, is abuse. Um, oftentimes when you first get with somebody, especially somebody who's never dated somebody trans or never dealt with somebody trans, your transness is like, this thing that intrigues them so much and they love you and everything about you is amazing. And then as time goes by, as your transness becomes a regular everyday thing for you, for them, that, that intrigue starts to dissipate, which is fine. I mean, stuff like that happens in relationships all the time. The issue to me comes into play when you get into an argument and that person suddenly starts misgendering you or telling you that you'll never be a man and you never were a man. And it's like, damn, that's crazy. So because you're angry at me, suddenly I'm no longer a man. And really that's no different than taking something um, in, an in the midst of an argument or at the end of a breakup that somebody confided into you um, and throwing it in their face and weaponizing it. That is abuse. That is, a, that is abuse. Like, why did you respect me when it was beneficial to you and you felt like you loved me and the love was reciprocated, but now that we're no longer together, I'm no longer a man. Um, I just felt the need to throw this part in here for everyone. If you are a trans person who is in a relationship and your partner has ever said anything transphobic to you, stop accepting that. Stop accepting apologies stop letting that shit slide get the hell on out somebody is going to love you for you all the way we have to acknowledge that abuse is not only just physical that is mental and emotional abuse because a lot of us our trans identities are a big major part of us our trans our our our, our decision to transition our um 
journey into figuring out that we're trans and finding the right verbiage for ourselves and finding our names and our presentation and who we are molded a lot of what we are today. And for you as somebody who claims to love me or have loved me to take that and weaponize it against me is probably the lowest form of, of disrespect, the highest form of disrespect, I apologize, that I can think of in many ways. Um, so now, uh, just to give you a rundown, um, I'm 36, I'll be 37 in July. Uh, I have two kids, one's nine and one's two. I've been married once and divorced once. The divorce was initiated by me, just in case anybody cares. Uh, I've been in a few relationships. I've been engaged since then. And I've been in another, excuse me, long-term relationships that relationship that did not work out. Um, so what is it like now? I'm, I'm single, basically. That was my long-winded way of saying I'm single. And a lot of people ask me if I'm dating now, and the answer is yes and no. Um, I'm not really interested in getting into a committed relationship. I'm definitely interested in getting to know new people, making new friends, all that good stuff. Um, but navigating dating now as a black gay trans man who also happens to be a public figure, I have to be very, very mindful of who I bring into my space. And I'm very guarded. I'm not going to lie. Dating cisgender men, cisgender gay men has been a whirlwind of a lot of things. A lot of those things being abuse. Um, I've experienced more abuse in my relationship with my relationships with men than ever before. And so you know, learning how to navigate that has been very difficult. And now I'm very much on guard. Um, and I also have a brand that I, I'd like to protect. And also, just being honest, being about to be 37, almost 40 years old, I would love to experience a healthy relationship. And that doesn't seem like a plausible thing to be pursuing in today's day and age. So Dating is pretty much a non-existent thing for me as it stands. Um, so there's really nothing to navigate. That was real long-winded and unnecessary, wasn't it? Well, that's what you got. Um, what's next for me in my dating life? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm focusing on career. I'm focusing on um, my kids and my future. And if love happens to be a part of that, then that's fine. And if it doesn't, I'm fine too. Um, I actually am enjoying not being in a relationship. And I have a very, very strict idea of what it is that I want in my space, uh, what type of people I want in my space. And yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to stand in my own way and I'm fine with that. So yeah. Anyway, um, let me know if you 